the Rotating Bits Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back. To watch or not to watch, that is the question my friends. In today's episode, we want to revisit an oldie of mine, Cowboy Bebop, Gunslingers in Outer Space. Now, this one holds a special place in my heart for the fact that it is a terrific blend of East meets West, if you know what I mean. It combines a lot of cultural elements from both Japan and the US. Now, it is a classic, having first been aired in 1998. This is somewhat of a problem since my co-host, Crystal, prefers modern anime. Therefore, my job today is to convince Crystal that everyone who wants to get into anime or is into anime should watch this series. Stick around to the end and you'll see how successful I am. Without further ado, let's begin. Hello. Hey buddy, how's it going? Good, good. Just, you know, just another day in paradise. Oh yeah, and <laughs> your background really speaks to that. You know, the nice blades of grass with yeah. the dewy water on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a default background. Either that or outer space. Or a picture of the arch. Um... <laughs> oh yeah, didn't you do dinosaurs one time? Dinosaurs, a mall. What else I do? <laughs> I did a, a picture. And one of... thing in France that looks a lot like the Pentagon from America. <laughs> oh, the Citadel. Oh, I love that. The Citadel. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, we're here today to do our next, let's see, it's an anime today, Cowboy Bebop. It's a good one. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely your pick, if anybody knows <laughs> about this anime. <laughs> I think everyone it's, knows it. It's, it's like, definitely from, what is it, 1998? <laughs> yeah, just right after I was born, so... Um, <laughs> right after you were born uh, I see <laughs> no I, I mean I don't know if I would necessarily say it has like an overarching plot more or less it's just you know them in space it's like a, a, what's the best way to describe it so well yeah I was going to say they're bounty hunters bounty hunters in space I think that would be the easiest <laughs> way to you know describe it I wouldn't say that there's an overarching plot that carries through each episode i mean there's um you know small other than just basic character building <laughs> yeah i would say there's more focus on character building than opposed to like plot building that's the way yeah. i would put it and um yeah i like it because basically it's a combination of space and westerners <laughs> yeah so it's like you know everyone loves cowboys so let's put cowboys in space <laughs> yeah and that, that and that's pretty much i guess the best way to describe it is it's just a western in space and it and it definitely has that ring to it because there are a whole bunch of like gunfights and like gunslinging and you know bounty hunters and people getting shot and whatnot so it's pretty much just a westerner in space but i guess the best the reason why i like it the most is it's i would count it as like being a classic is one of like the classic animes for the most yeah. part be because you had anime in the u.s before obviously before cowboy bebop um you had in, in the 80s too but i would say that right towards like the end of like the 90s was when it started becoming like mainstream so like the end of the 90s the mid 2000s and this is just like one of those you know you, you obviously have the other ones but but yeah and yeah <laughs> 
So I, I wanted to bring this in just because I think it's funny. So just Googling, you know, Cowboy Bebop under the Wikipedia, it says people also ask, is Cowboy Bebop the best anime ever? And then there's a little, <laughs> a little paragraph in here that says created in 1998, Cowboy Bebop became an instant hit in Japan and America, becoming a gateway series into anime with its vision into the future of humanity in space, a blend of film, noir, action, and comedy. It stands as one of the best anime series ever created. <laughs> I always I always find those to be a bit hyperbolic and somewhat triggering when you say that this is the best ever. Um sure. I think, well, I think what it brought was the word gateway. Yeah. I, I, I think would agree. that this is one of the greats in terms of hey, if you're not used to anime, this may be the thing that brings you into it. <laughs> it definitely yeah, it definitely brings you into the fold. Um I think any anime. I think if you if you if you if you get into anime, you have to start in the '90s, because that's where a lot of the classics are. Not that there aren't any classics today, but that's where a lot of like, at least people in our generation, where it kind of all started. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's it's you know it's part of the history, as a genre, um, and you just have to go back to the past. But I don't know if I would say it's the best ever. Um, no, I think it has to do with the level of simplicity. I think that's the ease in, you know. The best anime ever would have to be Sailor Moon. I'm just kidding. Get out of here. I'm quitting the podcast. But Sailor, Sailor Moon is up there, though. But that's for like a completely different demographic. But it's definitely a gateway for... It was for a lot of people. Um <laughs> I have I know, strong I, opinions. <laughs> I know plenty. I I know and knew plenty of people who got to anime because of like DBZ and Sailor Moon, probably because those were the ones that well, were, you know, the most vocal, the most the ones I that mean, were published the most. For our generation, it's definitely because they were aired on TV first. Yeah, yeah, I, that's true. I think if you would have in any order had tv given the opportunity to any anime it would have sparked our interest because we were children and it was cartoons or at least that's you know from our end you're like oh you know you have this drawn tv show and (laughs) it was just like oh there's more out there it's not just the silly drawings on cartoon network (laughs) well that's true i guess what I really love about Cowboy Bebop, but this isn't anything that's particular to it specifically, but it's more particular to the time frame in which it was made, is the art style. Um, that a lot of it still has this uh, has the element of it being you know drawn by hand, which it probably wasn't. Yeah. I mean, pro- it, a lot of it was probably done on computer. Most of and most of animation, especially Western animation, is done on computer. So almost none of it is done by hand, and that's the reason why I kind of you know fawn over these old series because you still see. A lot of that artwork you know what the artist did by hand and you do still see that it's today true. you still you do see that today in a lot of modern anime yeah. it's not it's not that way but like for example one anime i watched recently actually a couple months ago was promise neverland and i really liked it it's a really good anime but the thing that really bothered me is that there were parts of the anime that were that were drawn by hand or they looked as if and like the character is going down the hallway and you can tell that they're in like a 3d model and it, it it's just so jarring oh, yeah. yeah yeah and it's just so jarring so half of it is drawn and half of it is 3d or you know they'll draw the characters and then a spaceship will come and you can tell it's a 3d spaceship like they didn't do it by hand and it's just so right. 
and it's so odd and they don't you don't have that in like animes from i would say up to like the mid 2000s because that's kind of when it started um and that's why i just like i said i fawn over a lot of these old ones because there's each one is so i don't know if i would say individualistic but um each has an art style that can be appreciated because they're they're separate from one another if you know what i mean so I guess I could argue with you a little bit there. Ooh. I think it's definitely artist choice. Um, my biggest example for you is Ghost in the Shell, which you have brought up on, you know, one of the things you wanted me to get into, which I skipped over, actually, because it had the opening scene, um, or sorry, the opening uh, music. It was all almost 3D animated, whereas the actual show is very hand-drawn <laughs> and it is very disarming which is why I um I ended up skipping over it it was one of those shows um oh, oh you caught but... me off guard <laughs> that, I forgot about that that's true Ghost yeah, that, did do that it did start in 1995 so it's even older than our current series we're talking about here <laughs> But, you know, I, I understand what you're saying completely, and uh, I, I honestly can say I actually really enjoyed the way that they edited Cowboy Bebop because I noticed that the details of the drawings of, like, the ships and stuff, while it was flatter, it still had more to it, more depth, and I really enjoyed that, so... Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. Is there's a lot of depth to the artwork. I wouldn't yeah. say that the storyline is. I don't know if there, I don't know if you want to say it does have a storyline. Like there are a lot of different elements and they build upon one another, but there's no like overarching story as far as I can see. Um, I mean, sure they do build on the characters, but it's not like um, what I don't know. What would be a good example? I guess One Piece would be like the most absurd example because it has like 700 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like long... it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, it's relatively short. Um, but yeah, that's the only reason why I really like it. And it reminds me a lot of Trigun. Um, because Which, it's also, it's yeah, a Westerner, it, but it's not in yeah. space. But it, does right, have, right, right. but it does have space elements, though, because the Trigun, without deviating too far from Cowboy Bebop, it did start in space, but it ended mm -hmm. on Earth. And it, it shares a lot of elements. Um, so whenever I think of the one, I think of the other. So, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you probably watched both of them on within what years of each other? Like, I've, I've watched Trigun so many times. Like, it's really yeah, it's one of my favorite. Oh. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, maybe I didn't realize how <laughs> much you loved it. <laughs> I guess my favorite animes from the '90s have to be Neon Genesis Evangelion and Trigun. Cowboy oh, Bebop okay. is Cowboy Bebop is definitely up there. It's really one of the classics. Like. If, yeah. someone, if someone were to ask me like hey what anime should i watch from the 90s or early 2000s those would be like the ones i would say like go watch these okay and, in that in that in that category i would recommend it as well but in terms of my tops you know it definitely um falls off i i would say the closest i get to this uh would be samurai shampoo which is yeah that's by awesome. far my favorite older anime yeah, that does have like a Western vibe to it. But I think saying Western is probably a bit disingenuous because it, it's in the name. It's Samurai. But it has this kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not it a... It has hip-hop elements. Like it has That's definitely true. a Western... What it 
like inspiration <laughs> and that those are the animes i think that are, are are most influential or most successful that kind of blend east and west and yeah. that's that's exactly what neon genesis evangelion does so it blends traditional japanese thinking and mythology with christianity because there are a lot of christian elements uh cowboy bebop because it it infuses um you know japanese culture and like western culture instead of like cowboys trigun mm-hmm. does the same thing too um, right. and so a lot of these the animes, idea of outlaws yeah and, you know <laughs> and Samurai bandits does the same thing yeah yeah um, I, I i totally get that so one thing I would really love to know is the music. Oh, oh my very god! Good. <laughs> I, I mean, just like the whole time I was vibing. Like, <laughs> so I feel like a lot of anime music has become generic, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I guess I think it just goes along with the genre. But I, f- I f- a lot of this plays is with nostalgia, so I'll I'll say that up front. But I do love the music from a lot of these old shows. Um, probably because I've heard them like a thousand times and so it's nothing I want to just skip <laughs> but for like newer anime like I've heard it once and then I'll just skip it for like the other 30 episodes but the, I'll let this just play you know for the first minute or two sure and um, it's yeah it's very good music I don't know how would you describe it like wh- what genre would you put it in jazz really jazz yeah yeah, yeah they do use a lot of like <laughs> jazzy elements like even within like the episodes themselves a lot of it is kind of like jazz um, yeah I would like hands down that's it always winds up happening I I noticed there's a little resurgence like when you look at um soul uh you know the whole thing was based around jazz because it's like a live active yes oh yeah 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 that it, it's just like it's that constant reminder that like jazz is still going to be infused and I mean quite honestly I I've I'm trying to think I watched way too many things like my my mind right now is currently flooded with hands made tale like I'm only on season two only <laughs> yeah there's uh. four seasons and it's still going but yeah I'm a little late to the game mostly because I needed like a person to watch it with because I knew how intense it was going to be anyway <laughs> but back to Cowboy Bebop uh so our rule and I just wanted to go over this with our our audience is that we will be when it comes to anime and TV shows, our rule is to watch at least three episodes and base off of that whether or not we would recommend it. So while we're talking about it, we're really only going to be using, I mean, the overall conclusion, of course, on whether or not we like it, which I think it's apparent that both of us do. We especially respect it for being the platform for American culture getting into anime. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I would... I would always recommend this. Like it's just it's just one of the things that even if you even if you don't want to watch it, you have to at least know of it because it's right. it's so influential, it's so well known. Um, and you said gateway at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's gateway. Um, Absolutely. I think we were kind of forced into it because a lot of the anime is from like the early '90s and 2000s. There are so many shows that are not shows. There are so many uh, networks broadcasting a lot of these uh, anime shows. So right. it was almost impossible not to like it. And I don't know how it was for you, but I guess for me at a very early age, I had a hard time telling the difference because it, to me, it wasn't like, oh, this is anime. This is just another cartoon I'm watching. And then later when you get a bit older, you realize there's a difference between, you know, like Ed and Eddie and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> yeah. And so it's not just cartoons. Um, 
which is very weird because we make a distinction between American cartoons and Japanese cartoons, but the Japanese yeah. don't. Because for the Japanese, there's no difference between Dragon Ball Z and King of the Hill. It's all quote unquote animation. For them, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. I honestly didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, which is really weird because when I talk to my Japanese friends and I'm like, hey, what kind of anime do you like? And in my mind, I'm thinking of like, you know, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. Yeah, like we've been conditioned to separate yeah. it. And then one of my friends is like, yeah, I really love Mickey Mouse. It's <laughs> like, Mickey Mouse is an anime. And he's like, why, why not? Like, it's animation. And I was like, okay, if you think of it like that, there's no difference between Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Dragon Ball Z. Because it's quote unquote animation. Right. And okay. Yeah, so when you talk to Japanese people who aren't really versed in that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, you have to be very, you have to be very specific. I can American say the word. American anime, yeah. like is yeah. that? Yeah, you, you have, have to like break it down. <laughs> yeah, then you have to say like, what about like Japanese cartoons or American cartoons? Um, okay. And when you do like that, then they'll say like, yeah, I really like um, what's 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 the one show? Detective Conan is pretty popular. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are like one of the those are the animes that like everyone in Japan like knows and loves, you know. Yeah. It's a it's classic. Like Mickey Mouse. It's like everyone even if you don't like cartoons, you'll at least like that cuz everyone loves it. <laughs> and then you get more into the weeds, you know, like like Bleach or something. You know, yeah. although that's not too far in the weeds, but it's definitely kind of off the beaten path, I would say. Right, right. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking like, oh yeah, let me compare it to other anime. And then I'm like, oh, I'm drawing blanks. Great. <laughs> Comparing Cowboy Bebop to other anime? Yeah. I Well, I was just thinking like, wow, you're really good at naming old anime. And right now, I all I have in my head is just like, I'm such a... Um... New schooler? Yeah, that's a great word. I was going to say much more not dignified words. <laughs> Mm, like I think I think the best things that come to mind are really like space based, which would be like Gundam, Trigon, right. Evangelion. Although Gundam, yeah. honestly, the only thing that you have in common is that it's in space. That that's kind of where the similarities end, because yeah. Gundam is more of a like the Mecha League where you have yeah, like me- yeah yeah Mechas usually involve like war strategy it's like there's a reason why you have to have a gundam and uh if you don't it gets a little weird (laughs) yeah i think the last true okay i won't even say last true i think the last thing i can think of in the mecha genre would be like code geos i think is the name of it code geos yeah Yeah, i've I've never seen it i just know that they have like giant robots (laughs) but (laughs) gundam is also very it's also has like a lot of staying power it's been around since like the 80s i think um, yeah yeah that those oh my gosh yeah mecca starts in the 80s for sure i remember watching uh a vhs tape of and i couldn't even tell you right now because they all start looking the same the drawing styles don't start creating variations until like late 90s in my opinion like a lot of the 80s anime uh all have similar drawing style like there was it's almost like maybe there was one company doing it or maybe like a close circle of animators that were doing it and it just felt like it didn't start expanding in style you know that's a good jumping point that's a good jumping point for the next point i want to make which is so if you go all the way back to to like the like the really first anime the thing that you would actually call anime that was uh simba's 
Simba the White Lion, I believe, is the name. Let me double check real quick. Uh, I know. I'm like, I have to double check. It's Kimba. Sorry, it's Kimba, not Simba. It's Kimba the White Lion. And this is considered to be like the very first quote unquote anime that came from Japan. Now, we wouldn't necessarily really classify it as being anime because it's so far from what we know. Um, But for the Japanese, this is like an Astro Boy. Like these were the very first. And then anime started kind of taking off in like the 70s and 80s. And a lot of the styles are super similar. They're they're very hard to differentiate. Um, You recognize it right away as anime, but you'll have a hard time falling in love with the art. And then like around like Dragon Ball Z times, so like the end of the 80s, kind of like the 90s, that's when it kind of starts to diverge and you see like a lot of people doing like their own style. But yeah, the one thing you, you definitely have to give newer anime is uh, the quality of like the audio of the voices because they're very good. And if you go back to like the 70s and 80s where they had very small budgets and the people doing that, I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And right. you can go to YouTube and like, just, you know, laugh your ass off the whole day listening to how bad people dubbed it. <laughs> like, yeah. So, oh yeah, don't even get started with the dubs. Oh it's my gosh. so bad. <laughs> but Cowboy Bebop, and this is even what the creator said, it has one of the best English dubs. So it's one of the animes you can watch in English or in Japanese and you'll be satisfied either way. Like the quality yes. is it's just good. Oh Where, yeah, we're getting there. Like yeah. there's consistently more like so many more improvements <laughs> yeah and so like the quality of the dubs in english anime nowadays has gotten a lot better because their budgets are just bigger so the right. so studio is willing to put like i don't know let's just like a million dollars and maybe like 30 years ago it was like twenty thousand or something right you know um and those are voices that stay with you so when you hear that you automatically think like oh that's cowboy bebop or oh that's sailor moon Whereas in like the 70s and 80s, a lot of that was kind of like just forgettable because <laughs> it was just so bad. I, I guess I could see that. I, like I said, <laughs> my journey may have started in, in, in the early 2000s with anime, but uh, I watched so many. I, I was trying the other day to think of how many, and I've probably seen hundreds of anime series. <laughs> So they all get kind of muddled, but every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, wait, that sounds like blah, blah, blah. And then you start to realize, um, you know, groups like Funimation, they they constantly <laughs> reuse their voice actors. So yeah. it starts making a lot more sense. <laughs> like all your dubbed people, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love. Like, uh, what was it? Because, of course, I don't know about you, but I had anime crushes. <laughs> so, like, the first one would have been Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> really? No, yeah, I don't. of course. And then I'm like, wait a minute that's trunks's voice on another character that's a little weird (laughs) i don't know if i ever really felt that way about anime characters um i thought a lot of them were very cutesy like chobits being one yeah you're obsessed with chobits (laughs) i love chobits i've seen it so many times i like it because it's a very cutesy version of the matrix yeah um okay because, that's fair yeah because it's basically like what if people stop loving people and start loving machines Sure. And, and they explore that and if you read the manga it does a better service um with respect to answering the question as opposed to the anime because it has like a lot of filler and it has like the chi the main character just doing a lot of cute stuff you know fan service right, right. and so they answer like a really serious question um in a kind of fun way and it sounds kind of stupid 
but if you sit there and like you actually read the manga and you you think about the question it is very philosophical what happens when people become more involved with machines than people and that's exactly what you see nowadays so that's why i like it um yeah, it's a nice theory to see played out. And yeah. by the way, I, I should we should have prefaced this in the beginning, but this show is full of spoilers. So if you're not on the same page with us with the stuff that we're talking about, just know we're gonna be talking about nearly everything that we can remember. And we're old people in the mind, so it, it's not gonna be surprising if you start losing. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> you we were prepared for cowboy bebop, sure, but <laughs> Well, I think Cowboy Bebop is just kind of like, it's like the beginning of the end. It's also, a true platform. It is. I guess one thing, I can't really go into too much detail because I haven't rewatched the movie, but a lot of these older uh, animes have a lot, of, a lot of movies with them, and a lot of them are actually pretty good. And so you have, uh, yeah. I think Heaven's Door, I believe is the name of the Cowboy Bebop movie. Um, and I can't remember the plot line because it's like, it's been like 20 something years, right. but it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. Um, and if you search for Cowboy Bebop, you always get both. You get the series and you get the movie. And um, yeah, it's just basically about the main guy, Spike, you know, hunting people, collecting bounty, and all the characters kind of developing themselves. Wow, and I think so good. You got it. <laughs> what? You got the title right. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I know I interrupted you. I was like, oh, I don't no, believe him. <laughs> But I see, I see this series as like being like um, having a lot of like micro developments, where you yeah. see like a lot of the characters developing. You see them growing together, you know, f- working on their relationship more or less indirectly, and that's the main focus, I would say. And you said film noir at the very beginning. I would yes. say that's pretty true. So a lot of it has, there's a lot of throwback in there, and they they touch on a lot of different elements of like western space. Uh, gunslinging um, stuff like that and I, I love that mixture so it, I would say it's not flat by any stretch of the imagination right I like even in the very first episode what you're getting is a full like I would call it a definition of the pacing I would define the musical you know notes I would say that at the end of the first episode you're honestly experiencing how do you like (laughs) existential dread just knowing that things aren't exactly gonna ever be in your control and that you know ultimately the premise is that they're very poor and they're just looking for their next meal ticket and I mean isn't that true for what we really experience now which is essentially living paycheck to paycheck it's the same you know concept the same level of desperation to make sure that you have some type of income you know living on your own that's true bring it into the expansion of 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 the whole galaxy <laughs> it's just like uh bringing danger is really what you're you know what you're doing there yeah and, but go on oh all i was gonna do i really wanted to bring this up because it was fascinating to experience it firsthand um i have a friend and i hope it this doesn't embarrass her i won't say her name uh but it was i tried to show her an anime that i really love um and I, I believe it was just some rom-com type of <laughs> anime, you know, just a little girly anime that has a lot of humor in it. And she waited 
nearly until the end of the episode the you know the very first episode this is the first anime she's really watched and she she was just like can we go back can you explain like this expression and this expression and I realized that she has no really um no real form of connection with the way that modern anime chooses to express themselves like it's very well known for us uh and the closest thing you could relate it to is emojis which is what I was trying to tell her uh but an anime like this had I gone back you know to an older anime like Cowboy Bebop I do think that she would have understood what was going on more then and I was just like wow anime has really evolved to a point where it has its own like culture it doesn't really require the same level of explanation that the earlier animes you know uh drug out like um that it took the time to explain it and so that's just like a really nice point like I probably should have started her on something like this (laughs) so it was just really fascinating to me to experience somebody who isn't in the culture yeah I don't know if I don't know if I would class myself as being in the culture um I would definitely class myself as being like old school in that sense but it's not like I sit down and watch like 30 anime like every year or something but meanwhile anime was also a platform for you to learn Japanese and have another podcast about Japanese culture well that's true I mean you learn a lot like people you get a lot of flack for watching Japanese um because it's seen as being kind of like well not nowadays but you know long time ago and in the olden times um (laughs) (laughs) you know like yeah like being like a nerd but you can say what you want, but like cartoons, and they are cartoons. Um, yeah. It's a great way of discovering another culture. Like, you, like if you know, like a lot of foreigners watch, you know, Spider Man, Batman, a lot of these superheroes, and that's yeah. a way for them to learn about the U.S. You know, U.S. culture, customs. Granted, a lot of it is, is exaggerated because it's not reality, but there's sure. a lot of but there's a lot of truth in there. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, New York our culture is, is definitely embedded in that. It's, yeah, I mean, New York is a real place. <laughs> New York is a real place. It's very busy. It's a it's a very hard place to live. It's very expensive. There's crime. I mean, so there's a lot of truth, you know, in a lot of these like comics. And it's the same thing with like anime. Some of it is exaggerated because you know it's TV, but it definitely it more of it is true than false. And so it's a great way to learn about other cultures. You have to be careful. So usually I ask people, like, is this real? And they're like, no, that's just, you know, what they do in TV. Or like, yeah, definitely. When I was a kid, I would always do that. You know, like a, a one like one thing, and then we'll get back to the, um, the anime, is like you have these um, obento, which are like basically like lunch boxes you see a lot. Yeah, bento boxes. Yeah, and they eat those like all the time at school. And they'll also try and do like uh, like different shapes and figures, like try to make oh, the... Yeah try oh, to make the, the obentos like <laughs> as creative as possible yeah, and that's like a, that's a very important part of their culture and if i had not seen that in anime i would have never known about it like yeah. how would i you know i so. mean it's the same it could go for their priorities and food altogether. i mean japan yeah. overall well let's be honest the american system really doesn't heavily uplift other countries cultures unless it's like specific to like for instance like 
with language, you're going to submerge yourself more with the cultures. It, it helps relate what they're speaking with, you know, who they are. So mm. it helps kind of bridge gaps. But when you're not in a specific class, you know what I mean? You're not really getting any educational value for those other countries. I mean, what world history? It was one semester in high school. <laughs> for me, I don't know about you. No. I was like, our electives definitely didn't bring like international flair. Like they had what a festival a year. And that was also very weak and based on the people we had in the school and what they wanted to celebrate. So it was very biased to what was important to the people around us. I mean, I'm not super knowledgeable of the world. I mean, I would definitely say I know more than the average person in that respect, but I'm by no means like an expert. Um, but I'm, I'm more than willing to admit when I don't know something as opposed to just pretending to know because I saw it on TV. <laughs> well, I guess I was just comparing our education system um, to our actual interests. So anime mm. brought me into the Japanese culture and then I went and researched it on my own because oh, that's true. I was yeah. like, oh, these people created this. Like, therefore, I'm interested in knowing them and then what their lives are about. And, you know, it's been... Um, a dream destination ever since <laughs> i mean i guess it's kind of funny because it all comes full circle so like i'll never forget the the first day like i was at school and i like i loved zelda and some guys like hey zelda's japanese and and, and i was like like seven or eight and i was like yeah. what what does that mean like what's like it's from japan i was like well what's japan like i've never heard of it right <laughs> and i was like i i thought it was like an american video game like like everything else and I was like no no it's Japanese and then I researched it and talked to people like yeah it's and like what about Mario I was like yeah that too <laughs> and like well, let me and, ask you how old do you think you were when you were playing those games uh Ocarina of Time because that came out in like 98 so like but like all oh, that was all early 2000 years old. yeah I was like between seven and ten so I was pretty young oh, okay yeah so I guess just my personal opinion is that we were taught and I mean, I don't mean to get all, you know, man on you, but <laughs> we were like, our school systems were definitely like, America's the most important. We do everything right. And I believe that's how it was in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, oh, well, of course I'm going to assume that everything I love came from the country that is supposed to be the greatest, or at least what we were taught. <laughs> <laughs> that's true but like to swing like uh, over to the pond like m a lot of american shows here are dubbed in german <clears throat> and a lot of the dubs are very good like they're really good quality oh that's good <clears throat> yeah because german and english have a lot of the same lip movements so you don't always notice that they're not that's not original and oh, so nice. my wife for the longest time thought a lot of these shows were actually german shows <laughs> and she wondered why like like oh. germany why, why germany looks so weird like because of the buildings that they were like i've never seen these kind of buildings oh. before <laughs> But then she, after a while, she like she was also very young, like the same age as me. But then after a while, you realize like, hey, this isn't like the U.S. Like we don't have those kind of buildings here. Like where is this? Like they're speaking English, but I've never seen a building like this in my entire life. Right. Um, and it was the same thing for her. So yeah, so like where you live does shape your culture, definitely yeah. in the way you think. Um, sure. Which, really is, which is, I said that's why I've fallen over like stuff like Cowboy Bebop because it's the best of both worlds. Is you get your culture, but the, but from the perspective of another culture. So this is how 
they see our stuff you know this is right. how they see like cowboys this is how they see like you know westerns and stuff like that and it's super interesting and it's it's very humbling too um yeah, yeah i want to mention just getting back to cowboy bebop specifically mm-hmm. that i absolutely think it's hilarious that there was a corgi involved yeah. I almost forgot about the dog for a while, and then I was just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw like, that." I was just like, "Oh, it's just the basic." I loved so. I think it was the second episode. Yeah, it was the second episode it, where yeah. he, where the corgi was in the suitcase. Yes, that, that Spike wanted to buy or was inspecting at the, at the yes. shop. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's the dog. I completely forgot about the dog, but the dog is so, it's so, I wouldn't say essential to the series, but it's definitely the thing you associate the most. Um, yeah. It's like a main yeah. character, even though the dog doesn't speak. It's just Honestly, a dog. yeah, it's not even, um, it's not even listed on here as one of the characters. And I'm like, no, this, this animal has all the personality, like smart as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It, it's definitely and- a good anime. Or yeah. a, good, a good anime figure, I would say, even though it doesn't really play a role. I mean, maybe every oh, now and then. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we. So in the first three episodes, they only managed to introduce uh, Spike and Jet, Spike Spiegel and Jet Black, and they're the ones that run their own ship and they're bounty hunters. And then by episode three they're running into Faye valentine but the rest of the characters don't really get introduced until later until later yeah so there's a lot to discover and um what's the little girl's name uh it says edward wong oh yeah yeah edward wong how pip (laughs) pill I think she was Tyvruski. Okay. <laughs> it's a ridiculously long name. <laughs> I, I but, think, yeah, I think she was uh, like a runaway or something. And yeah, she, and she just kind of got picked up by them. And one thing to mention about her is that she's like super smart, so it's like she's really good at like computers and stuff like that. And I think she helps them hack a yep. couple, a couple she's, of systems. An elite net diver from Earth, hacker Radical Edward, is a very strange, somewhat androgynous teenage girl assumed to be around 13 years old. It's wild. (laughs) Meanwhile, the other characters are like early, like late 20s, like 50. (laughs) So I, I love when she gets involved. I would say that that's probably whatever episode she's introduced in is probably my favorite moving forward. Because then you have like the full group kind of yeah, banding the, together. The ensemble. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. In. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to be honest with you. Uh, maybe if I was getting somebody older into anime, I, I would recommend this because it would be closer to... Um, maybe their era of favorite movies and films it would probably be the easiest based on I mean even Google decided it was a gateway anime (laughs) and so I I would probably recommend that to them however as somebody with children in the house you know my nieces I wouldn't recommend this I don't think it could hold their attention 
worth anything and well, it has a lot to do with its age um i think that poses another question though is sure um my i think this is a mentality that's shared by a lot of people so my mother-in-law um is of the opinion that anything that is drawn is automatically for children yep and so my wife so we being around the same age we like a lot of the older animes um and for us that's not something that you would necessarily like i wouldn't show this to a child i wouldn't show this to someone who's like eight like it's way too much it's way too violent um, i disagree i don't think so Go i mean ahead, sure though. you can you, you, you <laughs> can make the, you can make the argument like well they watch like superheroes and those are violent too um i would say this is like borderline um but at any rate i definitely wouldn't say this is something that was like made for children and this oh of, no no yeah sure. i like I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe children could watch it and they could like it, but they're not the intended audience. And my, my mother-in-law is like, well, if it's drawn, it's for children, <laughs> which is just not true. Right, and right, so a right. lot of people think that like, oh, it's just all cartoons. Um, you know, like everything that, that's painted as a painting. That's, that's kind of, you know, you're, right, like, right. you're, you're like going over like a lot of details. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I guess a lot of people have trouble going into the past. So people who like, like if you go into like gaming, for example, and people are like, Hey, I want to start gaming. What game should I play? And I, I might recommend like a lot of like the older games. because I thought they're good, you know, like Orgarine of Time or Frogger. Like, like Frogger or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I might, or like Pokemon, like for example, Okay. but, but some people, because you play the games for what they are and not what they look like. And so the quality of the graphics was less important back then because you had less to work with. So you appreciate the storyline more than you actually appreciate the graphics. So the graphics were just terrible. Um, or like Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII um, or anything like from the PS2, really. Like those are all classic games. It's like, hey, you should probably play these. But they're like, yeah, I mean, like, but the graphics are kind of terrible. And, sure. and so a lot of people are, are kind of put off by that because of like the quality of the images, um, which to me seems kind of superficial, but okay. I mean... I personally think it's more important important <laughs> to to learn like game history and then go back and and try it out. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, so I, if I was teaching a kid gaming, you know, I I would relate it to something they already kind of know of name wise, and then I would take them back and be like, "Look, I, this is what it came from." <laughs> I guess it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is just to have fun you have something to talk about with your friends. I don't see the point in going back and watching something from like 30 years ago. Um, if your point is to be a quote unquote, a full member, you know, of the subgroup, I think, <laughs> right. I think you have to watch the classics. You know, you, you got to pay respect. <laughs> you you got to play like the older games or you have to at least like know them. It's the same, like for like anything, like even if you get into like literature, you can't say like, okay. Oh, I've never read, I don't know, Huckleberry Finn or something. Um, but of course I, a lot of people have read that but that's a different story and so that's just how i feel like a lot of these <laughs> like a lot of the older anime so it's about what what's your what's your end goal if you mm. if you really want to know like the history because as you said a lot of this builds so they re they reuse a lot of tropes like the most famous of which is like the nosebleed i don't know if they still use that in a lot of modern animes but if you watch yeah, anything yeah if you watch anything there's always that pervy person <laughs> and and like why is their nose bleeding like no one understands that well yeah. i mean of course but if you see it for the first time it makes absolutely no sense but uh if you've seen it like 30 times it's like oh, okay if there's something perverted their nose will bleed you know and 
they reuse a lot of these tropes. And so it's just good good to know where they came from. But like I said, it depends on your your motivations. That's fair. I was also just gonna note that to be honest, um at this time, I don't know anybody who would be like, oh, I really want to get into anime for the first time. Because at this point in our culture, most people know of like a film or two, you know, that they could say, oh, that's a cartoon, you know, and I passed over it because I didn't think it was going to be for me. Like you said, mm. you know, the whole concept of cartoons are for kids, which I mean, <laughs> thanks to that concept. <laughs> that our parents thought of because let's be honest I don't know about your mom but I got away with a lot because my mom didn't have you know like yeah she she actually she loved um you know the x-men and all those tv shows for superheroes but anything else was considered for kids that that was the only exception for her and so i got away watching with a, watching a lot of inappropriate stuff and you could say that about our high school they had so many series i know that we picked up and read that had absolutely perverted things going on in there <laughs> what was the one series that i watched i think it was called randomall one and a half or something or oh, randomall yeah. oh yeah that's super I mean, but now by my standards, that was, I wouldn't say it was super perverted, but it, it's, it's definitely not appropriate for, yeah, it's definitely not appropriate I for mean, a kid. You could say that about Chobits. We can go back to your favorite. Yeah. That whole series was in the library and you remember it so well because you were like actively into it. Oh, but I, I remember it. reading that within a week. And by just by the time that I had finished it, somebody had reported the series as, um, inappropriate because of all of the fan service it was super it was super inappropriate (laughs) like i had returned the last one and i had went back in for a new series and i had seen that the whole thing got pulled off the shelf and i remember asking the librarian i was like i just returned the last one she's like oh i know and let me tell you you should have been the one reporting this i should not have had to wait until this other girl of christian beliefs was the one that told me and i'm like well i didn't see anything wrong with it i don't even know i was like i just picked up a book in the middle of the section that had a whole sex scene written out and just because it was words does not make it any less appropriate for a girl under the age of 18 and like the library got so flustered like was like oh well well i hope you learned your lesson and you should tell me what book that was and i'm just like i forgot the name of it i like ran away (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's true um (laughs) but a lot of these i guess yeah that's that's the best way to sum it up is people didn't really take it seriously because you know they're just cartoons but i mean that doesn't change anything yeah i mean we know better but For example, I wanted to just mention that my six-year-old niece just binge-watched Demon Slayer. And if you've watched even the first episode of that, you know how bloody and glory it is. And she didn't bat an eye at it. And I I don't say this to undermine her mother. I It's just the fact that she has an older sister Mm. who's 13. And so it's just like when you have that level of encouragement from your siblings, it has it, you know, it influences you for sure. (laughs) You you gotta be careful there because then you then you go down the road of like do violent shows make violent people or do violent video games make people violent. And that's like a whole 
like a whole other story. I think you can no, watch a lot of. That's not where. That's not where I was taking. I know. It. I, I know that's. Def- not, I know okay. that's not where you're going, but that's where a lot of people like to take it. And... Oh, I know. I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if that you... was the case, horror would be banned. Gore would be banned. Like our, our whole society. And it and like, it should. No. <laughs> gore, gore should be banned, but not because it makes people bad. Just because oh, I don't okay. like the genre. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I watching so it's just like if we were talking about just game of thrones real quick it was bloody or the boys oh my gosh they they're both so bloody i don't even like what witnessing those scenes like if i know it's about to come in and it's taking five or ten minutes of my time out of the episode to remind me how terrible it is i will just look away I, I don't have a tolerance for it i don't uh, need it in my mind my my imagination is already enough for me <laughs> i think we can end on that that last that last point then um because with a lot of that stuff you get like into and this is like super far away from cowboy bebop cowboy bebop does have <laughs> right. i mean it does have violence like a lot of gratuitous like explosions violence. Fighting, yeah. drugs <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you get people who like get shot in the head and, and the yeah, arm yeah. and you see the blood so a lot of it's gratuitous yeah. violence but honestly if you've watched like you know anything modern then it's not like super shocking but right. and I don't think at the time point at the, that time it wasn't either. So it's like your basic. I level mean, it of was violence. for kids, but because yeah. I mean, we were born off of Disney. Like, <laughs> like, Dragon like in Ball comparison, Z, it was such a stark contrast. But like Dragon Ball Z too, like all a lot of these are like I, w- I wouldn't say they're super violent, um, but I would say they have like a lot of violence and fighting in them. Um, sure. Yeah. Whereas, like with like the boys and what was the other series you mentioned? A great Game of Thrones. I never Game saw of that. Thrones, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. As soon as I hear that there's like a lot of sex and violence, and that's like and that's like the most prominent thing about the series. So I don't. I've never seen it. I haven't seen a single episode, and that's the only thing I know. The only thing I know is there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of incest, and winter's coming. And those are the only three things <laughs> I know about the. Those are the only things I know about the series, and. <laughs> i mean honestly you summarized it pretty well and and so it's like if the if those are and those are the things you hear the most what's yeah. the point of what's the point of watching it like there might be like a hidden gem somewhere we're like yeah the like this sub storyline is really good but it's like nah i mean like you could know nothing about harry potter and like you could pretty much sum it up as a, a boy is abandoned and he's trying to you know defeat some kind of evil you know that's like the, like the 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 base plot line of like Harry Potter's Lord of the Rings. And you're like, oh, okay, like I might want to watch that, you know, because that's like the most, you know, there's a boy, you know, he's being, I don't know, like cast aside, you know, and sure. he's just trying to like <laughs> beat the odds and, you know, defeat the evil, you know. And like, okay, that sounds like a good story. I can get behind that. And then you get to like Game of Thrones and like, yeah, there's, you know, people are warring. There's a lot of sex violence and something about winter. And it's like, eh. <laughs> So it's not all that there is. No, but I know. But you that's could definitely what... edit the majority of those topics out, except for winter, because I guess that's important. That's <laughs> well, a... and, and to be honest, if we need to put that on my list, I will. So just so I can rant about it, but uh, I'll save it and let's just like go back to <laughs> see. This is us. This is what our focus is, right? Is like cowboy bebop <laughs> is to rein us back in. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty good, but yeah, to to, no, to finish to, that point, yeah, it's just like finish it. Would you recommend it? The Cowboy Bebop, definitely. I would yeah. recommend. I think it's still watchable, even though. Would you say that just based off the first three episodes, though? Would you I would say based it? off the first episode? 
Like it's, it's one enough. of the. I think it's enough. I think three episodes okay. is really is really pushing it. It's if you have to watch three episodes to like get into some. It depends on how slow the development is. I think Cowboy Bebop tells you like in the first episode like this is what we're about, and so you sure. definitely in, and it doesn't change throughout the series. You just get deeper and deeper and deeper. <clears throat> where yeah. some where some series, they need a little bit you know to develop the plot line, but like I said, I don't think you need three episodes. But after three episodes, like. Okay, that's yeah. fair. If you know you're gonna like it after the first episode, I think it so. definitely <laughs> picks up when they finally get their full group together. But overall, I, I guess I, uh, I think by episode, I six, guess I would recommend it hesitantly. Like oh, I, boo. I, I would have to preface it with so much information before I said that one's gonna be the one I recommend, but. It depends I on what they're what they're at, what they're coming. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what they're coming for. If if yeah. they want to watch a classic, I would say like you can go to this. Um, yeah, okay, but that's that, fair. That would have to be like the the question because I'm not gonna recommend like, hey, what book should I read? Like, yeah, like uh, you should read, you know, Huckleberry Finn <laughs> for like a hundred. Right. <laughs> Like, you know what was really good of mice and men like go ahead and just jump on in bud like but, uh, that's, that's the book you should start with but i have a lot of like foreign friends who are like hey like what kind of books did you read on high school like i want to read those because they're trying to learn oh, about american so culture like, educationally i got yeah you. they're like hey that what makes kind of sense yeah i was like oh, you should read huckleberry finn like or you should read tom sawyer or of mice and men like those are always sure. or you know like lord of the flies like those are the most popular books in high school right like, almost, almost every american at least as heard of the books maybe not read them right yeah but yeah that's my last okay. point what's your last yeah. point no that my last point is i think you're right like when you have to categorize a classic anime this would be one of my recommendations so i would say first episode you're right it's uh, good i can uh, agree with you <laughs> all right it gets a double seal of approval and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there all, all right, right. All right. Sounds good. You have a good rest of your day, buddy. <laughs> you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.